Hey guys, welcome to Muscles and Medicine Podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Aaron. Today in this episode, we're going to be talking about some different supplements that we've tried over the years. We're going to talk some about some pre-workouts, some ingredients to look for in your pre-workouts, talk about some of the ones that we've tried that we really like, some of the ones we would tell you to avoid, and just kind of tell you which ingredients in your pre-workouts to prioritize and maybe some that aren't nearly as beneficial. Also going to dive into some alternatives for pre-workouts. I'm going to take a look at some different types of protein, whey protein versus casein protein, and we'll talk about creatine at the end a little bit as well. I'm going to give you guys some recommendations of flavors we like, ones we've tried that we didn't like, Um, just kind of give you a little rundown of the things we've learned over the years trying different supplements. Yeah, guys, I think that uh, a lot of the benefit that Aaron and I bring is we've kind of trial and error to a lot of these supplements we're going to talk about some of our experiences the first couple of times going into a supplement store and things of that nature we're going to answer a few questions towards the end here but hope you guys enjoy the show if you do remember to like share subscribe tell your friends follow the podcast page on instagram at muscles medicine podcast and hope you enjoy the show all right first thing we're going to dive into is pre-workouts so Really quick, Aaron, do you remember like your first time ever going to a supplement store or what that was like, or maybe just your first time so, trying pre-workout? My first time trying pre-workout, I definitely remember. <laughs> um, first time going to a supplement store, I'm going to say it was probably GNC because that was all that was kind of around yeah, sure. when I was in high school. Uh, first pre-workout I ever tried was No Explode, the No Explode by BSN. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> and that was... Uh, I felt like it was going to melt my face off because I never had beta alanine in my life before. Okay, now, like, time out. What year would this have been? 2010. Okay, so. Maybe. I was looking into a couple different ones when we were kind of brainstorming this episode, and they've had different formulas come yep. out along the, like, over the last several years. And uh, I remember thinking one of the earlier formulas they were talking about, just how diluted and how, like, dog water it was, like, in comparison to, like, now. No, but, this, felt, this felt really strong. I mean, I remember I could take it, and my skin would be crawling on my whole body. And then there was one called um, Jack 3D. Uh, is that the one with the DMAA? Yeah, it had DMAA <laughs> in it. So I started that. Like my junior year of high school, because you could just go into GNC and buy it as a high schooler for like thirty bucks, and me and my friend Jordan Inman would split. We'd each take a scoop before conditioning at eight a.m., and we would still be wired at noon. Like the you could train for hours. So like you probably know a little bit more about like the scientific breakdown of DMAA, but like it's like a legit like stimulant. Like oh yeah, it's like. I'm taking coke before you go. Uh, I've never done that, but I will say <laughs> sure. DMAA, that was really, really powerful. And your focus was insane. Your energy was solid. It was, you could train for twice as long, it felt like. Okay. And then you would eventually crash. But. Well, I'd say like a big part of it too, like it being so potent is because like how young you were and you didn't have like much of a tolerance for it. Right. I don't know, like for you growing up, but like there weren't a lot of energy drinks that I tried or like if you think about the amount of caffeine we consume in a day now versus then, then you know, like obviously it's a lot more available. And it's a lot more popular. Obviously pre-workout is too, right. but I don't know. Our sensitivity to caffeine back then was probably much lower. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't think I had probably ever drank energy drinks before that. I okay. don't know that I'd really, I wasn't big on energy drinks. Um, 
because most of the energy drinks then there weren't like the zero sugars like there are now. Yeah. It was just basically Red Bull. And Did you ever like, try NOS? Yeah, yeah. The big plastic yeah. like bottle looked yeah. like a. It looked like a uh, nitrous oxide. Yeah, tank, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tasted like gasoline. <laughs> Yeah, that was one I actually did try. I didn't I liked it. drink it regularly, but I did like it. The grape one was good, too. The original one, I remember I used to, my Aunt Heather would pick me up from school, and I was in, like, third grade or something like that. Like, I was a kid kid, and she would stop at this little gas station and let me get one on my ride home. But my grandma wouldn't let me have them, so, like, in the 10 minutes from the gas station to home, I was trying to smash this, like, liter of just toxic so when you got home you were wired wired but i was like a chill kid i was just like super jacked up to play like wwe video games like i was vibing man i wasn't bothering nobody but the first the first time you went to a supplement store you said it was a gnc did you notice like they were trying to like like really steer you towards something you know i think that's like obviously like gnc i worked there for like two months yes. one summer and i remember they were like you know you get certain commission off these products of different so i know anytime i ever went to gnc i would always know what i wanted ahead of time which was usually the jack 3d because i think i was addicted to it as 17 years old yeah they tried to push the um of course their products that yeah, ampl- amplified their way yeah, yeah, yeah. um anything gnc brand and I think it's just because their overhead costs were so low sure. that they were, the markup was probably ridiculous because yeah. um, it was always expensive. Even then it was still very expensive to go buy a five pound tub of protein, um, especially being in high school. But yeah, they really pushed towards their products for sure. Absolutely. And their vitamin packs too. So if you got anything they wanted you to leave with a vitamin pack. Dude, listen, when I was working there, they were like, hey, if you sell the like little test booster packs, it was mm-hmm. like $30 commission. So yeah. like these, so I was hustling. These little old dudes come in there and they'd be like, buddy, what do you take? And I was like, this right here, Papaw. I am yes. I'm on this exclusively. Someone come in there and Joe would have like fake blood work pulled out. But this was before <laughs> the test booster. This is now. I'm at 1,500 yeah. nanograms per decimal. Yeah. No, yeah, I feel like it was really just pushed towards their products. But if you go in there knowing what you want, you could go grab it and be like, no, I'm good. Let's go. Well, I remember one of the first times I went in there, I go in and I mentioned on the show before, Steve Cook was my guy. Steve Cook was an optimum nutrition athlete. Yes. I was going to get some protein powder. I knew what to go for. It was Gold Sanders, number one ranked on bodybuilding.com. I knew Mm -hmm. what to do. Go up in there and I'm like, walk straight back there towards the protein. Dude's like, hey man, can I help you find anything? No, I'm good, man. Go over there, and I'm just looking at my flavors now. I'm just trying to decide which one I want, trying to see if anything's like on clearance because I was very poor at the time. And he was like, "So why are you why are you trying that one?" I was like, "Well, I've had it before. I like it. It's pretty good." He was like, "I enjoy it." And I was like, "Yeah, like you know, it's." He said, "Yeah, but do you think that's like better?" And I was like, "Well, it's it's the gold standard." Steve Cookies, Steve is Cook, it? you know, it saying? is the best. That's what I'm saying. The super quality. He was like, "No, let me tell you why." you know gnc amp is like 10 times better let me break it down for you and he just spun me through like use every big word i've never heard of before yep. and he was wearing a very tight polo and looked bigger than me and i was like Psh, gospel he dude. knows he knows i was like take my money he got me by that cla fat burners um God, what else was it uh some pump pills and 
I think a box of protein bars. God, get your protein in, bro. You know how many, how much are you getting in a day? I said, I don't know. I just download my fitness pal Monday. I don't know how I'm to just use getting it. Started. I'm just, I'm just so, so you left there and basically didn't have money to buy food. That's what I'm saying. I was like, okay, well now I have $13 to get home. So, you know, we'll try it again next week. But I got my protein. <laughs> got my protein in. That's but funny. the first time I ever tried pre-workout, I think it was, you've obviously tried it. The Insane Labs Psychotic oh, gosh. series. I can't. It was like Psychotic Gold or something like that. It may have been something. Psychotic Gold. It was one of the, like the Psychotics. And it is just, we'll talk about some of the different ingredients, but the Psychotic series are all just like for the stem junkies. They're yeah. just super overpowered. They don't have a lot of good chemicals for blood flow, for pump, for anything. Like it's just, but you're going it's for to someone f- who works third shift and it's just dog tired when yeah. they get to the gym and just need something to wake up. Those are the guys that you see taking it to, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it makes sense. They're double scooping and hitting chest four times a week. You yeah. Know what I, had a, I had a client that was taking psychotic when he was working with me and he was working like 14, 15 hour days. And then he was coming to the gym at like 11 at night, taking a scoop and a half of psychotic on his way from work to the gym at 11 at night. And then he would check in, you know, each time he checked in, I, was, I would ask like, how's your sleep? He's like, oh, I slept an hour and a half. I'm like, yeah, no, no wonder you had 600 milligrams of caffeine at 11 and o'clock. Tried to go to bed. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But the first time I ever tried it, I remember I rolled on down there and you know, I had like a 30 minute drive from like Speedwood to Fallout at that time. Oh. So I take it and I get down there. And by the time I'm getting like right about, I guess, passing Sonic coming into La Follett, and like I can feel my face just starting to like burn, Heat tingle. Up. I was just, I didn't know what that was. No one gave me a warning on that. And I'm starting to like catch flames and I'm scared to death. So I'm like switching lanes. I'm burning through traffic. Should I go to the gym or the hospital? That's what I'm saying. I had no idea. I go in there and then like the burn starts to go away. I think I was doing like shoulders or some kind of push movement. I remember that because I was laying down on a bench. Yeah. So I guess I was doing like dumbbell bench or something. And as I was like straining, as I sat up, I remember getting like this awful headache, like this pounding migraine headache. And I was, oh my God, like I can't do this. And I tried to do a couple more sets. And every time I would like go to strain, I could just feel that headache. And I was like, okay, this is too much. So I start driving home and I'm like all still like wired up. And I'm sitting there like, and I kept shaking my face, like you're trying shake, to make it shaking stop. my head, trying to make it stop. And at some point I like closed my eyes and shook my head and then felt a crash. And I looked up and I smacked into a deer ran across 63 the first time you took the first time i took pre-workout i was like that is for the that is the devil's (laughs) i said i am never again so you're you're not a huge pre-workout guy i know that yeah the first prep we ever did i was really reliant on caffeine just because i was working so much so the pre-workouts i was taking i don't remember which one i was taking at the time anyways but like I remember thinking like, this is super expensive and I don't feel much from it because I was developing such a tolerance for caffeine. I think that I didn't feel much better and I had so much caffeine in that it was restricting my blood flow. So I couldn't even get a pump. Right. And that's something we'll, you know, dive into here in a second. But now I'm to the point where I try to save a little bit of cash by, you know, doing the things that you need outside of, you know, supplementation just to make sure, you know, I'm hydrated. I've got my sodium in this, that, and the other to make sure, you know, get a little bit of caffeine from my coffee. Right. So just real quick, we'll start to dive into some of the things that you want to look for in terms of like ingredients. Okay. So Aaron, first thing you're looking for, if you're like looking to get a pre-workout, what's your top? So the first thing I look for in a pre-workout is something that's going to increase blood flow, Mm -hmm. vasodilation, First thing I look for in any pre-workout I take now is L-citrulline. Okay. 
So citrulline, um, it's great for pumps, increase in blood flow. I love it. And it, you genuinely feel good on it. Your muscles feel full. Um, I look for that even more than caffeine. Uh, most servings of pre-workout, if they have citrulline, it'll, I think recommended is like four to eight grams. Most of them top out around six. I don't know any pre-workouts that have eight grams of citrulline. I've not seen many that have more than the two to four. Like, you know, really. And I guess that's a lot of the pre's now are on like a one scoop, two scoop basis. Yeah, and that's that's it. what I was looking at earlier. There's a pre-workout I liked by Alpha Line. It's called a uh, superhuman and it's, mm. I usually would take half a scoop of it and then also take some of the clinical labs pump enhancer. Yeah. And that's good. So I was getting like 150 milligrams of caffeine, which is good for me. That's enough for me to know that I have energy and then the pump enhancer from clinical labs and that was it. And some salt. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, sodium and water, like I said, is one of the things that you just got to prioritize with you know, whatever. Right. But I was listening to, you know, we talk about Mind Pump as a podcast that we all enjoyed you know, over the years. And I remember listening to them on an episode and they were talking about like some of the different ingredients that they prioritize. And I thought it was interesting. They were talking about the difference in caffeine effectiveness. Mm-hmm. If you aren't, if you aren't consuming caffeine regularly, then caffeine should bring you to like you should feel above average, you know, you should feel right. like better than normal, you know, or more energy than normal versus like, if you're somebody that's super dependent on caffeine and you're like kind of dragging that day, you take that caffeine. Now you've just brought yourself, you brought to normal. yourself back to normal, just back normal. to baseline. Exactly. So you're not really getting much effect from it. And then, you know, say if you try and that's when I, I remember the first couple of times I started seeing dudes do two, three scoops of a pre-workout at the gym. I was mortified. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, how is your Jeez. heart taking this? There's this one kid named Hank that worked at the gym that I did whenever I was growing up. And he would do like calisthenics workouts, but on like three scoops of pre-workout and would just be bouncing off the walls. I was like, you're psychotic, dude. No pun intended. <laughs> I was just about to say that. He's like, no, I'm on psychotic, actually. <laughs> you know, turn into a little subtle ad. I like it. So as far as pre-workouts I like I usually don't take more than a half a scoop of anything just because I don't feel like I need it mm-hmm. um because Plus you train usually later in the day too. yeah I usually train in the evening and I don't want to be up all night so yeah I usually take some form of a pump enhancer the one I have right now it's called nitro surge I take one scoop of it half a scoop of whatever pre-workout I'm using but I mainly do the pump enhancing stuff. I like yeah. it so much better. I mean, there was something we was talking about a couple of weeks back and I've never tried this with the nitro surgery and actual like pump product, but really getting your sodium in, we started drinking a lot of the Gator lights yep. and the, uh, PD light advance that we were, you know, Tori was in there sipping on this morning. Those I think are great as far as something to like, you take one of those mix it. I was mixing mine with the renovate from NutriShop. Yes. And I would take the mid stem cause it was about 200 caffeine, um, 1.6 beta alanine, things of that nature. Like, I think it was like, three grams of citrulline right. so it was all like it was decent decent but, but not enough beta alanine to make you want to peel your skin exactly. off I, I used to love that feeling but the mm. older i get when my eyelids start itching from a pre-workout it's too much like some of these now are just so stemmed out that i don't even want to work out when i take it i genuinely feel horrible if i take so much but yeah like you were saying there are some that have just enough caffeine just enough beta alanine and just enough citrulline to aid your workout. Right. 
And I think that's the goal. I think beta alanine is something that gets probably a little bit too much praise. Yeah. Beta alanine is popular because you can feel it. Right. But aside from just the tingles and the itch, there is no immediate benefit to beta mm-hmm. alanine in your pre-workout beta alanine I always compared to people like i'm like okay this is like creatine creatine is something you should be taking every day if you want it to remain effective and you get the most benefit from it if you're taking beta alanine every single day you're going to receive benefit from it right. because it's going to help with blood flow it's going to help with endurance in like aerobic exercises but so yeah beta alanine if you dose it every day like yep. you're saying similar to creatine and it actually has like antioxidant properties so it has benefits, but you're going to have to be taking beta alanine daily. And most people that use a strong pre-workout, for example, I may take a pre-workout two times a week. If it's a long, hard week, I might take a pre-workout mm-hmm. four times a week. So if you're going to be using beta alanine every single day, it has some antioxidant properties, things of that sort. But if you're just using it as a melt-your-face-off stimulant, then like Joe said, that benefit is only... It's very short lived right. and it's not necessarily a huge benefit unless it's just fueling you to work out. Yeah. So for me, that's kind of why I steer clear of the really high beta alanine just because I, it doesn't do much for me anymore. I don't I, like I think the it, itch. It takes away from my workouts. Yeah, like, I'm so, I can't focus. So focused on itching and yeah. burning that you can't focus on contracting your muscles and your pump. Um, yeah, I think you can definitely take way too much of that stuff. I, I think just the way that we train a lot of times, these really high stem pre-workouts kind of lead against that because we're always, you know, con- slow and controlled negatives. You're training with intensity, but everything's like you're having to think about your workout. You're having to like make sure you're hitting right. these cues on each exercise to really get the most benefit from it. You get to your top set, you know, maybe you want to kind of like jazz yourself up. And I've seen dudes use the smelling salts, and that's a good time to like oh, yeah. crack. I do ones. like those. I see you do those. That's I've not developed the tolerance for those. The first time I tried one, I was about to max out on a deadlift, and Zach joss was talking about yesterday yes he had just bought some and came and like stuck it right Uh under my nose without warning while i'm like wrist wrap around the bar get ready to pull and i fell i was like almost passed out no i just as soon as you get them when they're new it is intolerable to put them near your face so i i use them for like maybe a top set of a t-bar row I try not to use them a lot before my top sets of squat just because for some reason I have a fear of using them before squat and then passing out. Okay. And I don't want to pass out. Fair. But I'll use it for top sets on everything else. And I haven't used it in, gosh, I guess it's been a couple months since I've actually used it. You just reminded me I need to order some. I don't know. To me, it leads too much into, if you take it, like I see dudes and you know, you'll get like you, you get your little sniff, throw it down. Not a big deal. Yeah. I can't stand these bros that are like slapping chalk, get no. the sniff, you know, do like the Batista. They do it, they do it know, before yeah. every set. Yes. Yeah. No, I will do it before like maybe a top set that's a drop set or something. Exactly. And that's not, I'm not like sticking my face in there like, you know, my body's shaking, my face turning red, someone oh, slapping me. That's what I'm saying. No. When it gets to that point, it's just, uh, hey, everybody, hey, I'm about to lift something really Everyone heavy. Everyone look at me. Hey, look over here for a second. We're about to do something impressive. <laughs> go on about your workout after yep but that kills me so i see a lot of guys use an energy drink as a pre-workout why would that be something that you would do or something you would stay away from so i I really see that as kind of personal choice because depending on the energy drink like i know ghost energy drink has 200 milligrams of caffeine sure so it's got a pretty good amount of caffeine um you're getting that you've got some some of them have some antioxidants in them some of them have some 
electrolytes. It's all just dependent on which route you go. So you're going to get some good clean energy. Some of them now are pushing this natural caffeine thing too. I know you've seen that yeah. caffeine from all natural I'm sources. Like the C4s, they yeah. have the smart energies. Yeah. Yeah. C4s make me itch so bad. Really? Yeah. Where I've pulled all that beta alanine out. If I get any, I start itching. So yeah. I can't really drink a C4. I don't know. Yeah. So it, I think that's more of a personal choice. So I know Tori sometimes like she doesn't take much pre-workout just because she can't find one she likes. It's hard for us to find one that's not made near nut products. Mm-hmm. So sometimes she'll drink an energy drink or half, even half of an energy drink and a pump product and she's good. Yeah. So I really think that's all just personal choice. What works best for you? I don't think it's a terrible thing to drink an energy drink before working out. Um, if you just drink an energy drink, that's fine. Or if you want to do an energy drink with something for pump, that's fine as well. I always think that's just personal choice. And I would always go with, if I'm going to drink an energy drink before, I try to always go with one that's zero sugar. Absolutely. There's just, there's no point in wasting your calories on that, I feel like. But at the same time, I guess, you know, just being devil's advocate would be like, okay, instead of getting like, so a lot of times I'm working out like 6 a.m. Yes. If instead of getting like, say if I just wanted to do an energy drink and like a cereal bar or something like that, so I have some quick carbs, say, okay, well, I'm just going to do a full sugar monster that morning or something. I guess there's an argument to be made there because, I mean, it is a simple sugar the same, but I just, I feel like that's, I would much rather consume, consume something. calories than eat them. Yeah. Yeah. Know. I've just never been a fan of that, I feel like. Is there any energy drink you would recommend just like completely staying away from as someone who's trying to advance in their fitness, their health, lose weight, whatever. Is there any energy drink you would be like, don't get? Well, like the, we've talked about it before, like the regular monster, like the black and green, like full sugars. Yeah. I, I think first off, I think they taste like horse piss, but like, yeah, they're disgusting, but also like tons of sugar in it. Like I said, uh, that was just me playing devil's advocate, but like there's so many tasty and like clean energy drinks out there. I don't want to say clean because a lot of them have like, you know, tons of artificial tons sugar. Of additives. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And most of them do have an artificial sugar of some kind. Sure. You know, artificial sugars aren't going to be the death of you. I'm looking up the, uh, the nutrition label for, you know, the big 24 ounce, uh, monsters, not the regular. With 16. The, cap yes, on it? the one that has the screw off cap. Yeah. That has 87 carbs That's in that insane. container, which is, 81 grams of total sugar. Wow. Something slight. Wow. I'm putting that on Cam's plan. Got to get them calories in. <laughs> yeah. 24 ounces is 87 carbohydrates. Wow. I did not know that. That's insane. I, I've not used them in so long. I don't I don't know. So it's no. what, like 330, 40 calories? So 340 calories. That's nuts. Yeah. So that is why I choose to stay away from those full sugar energy drinks because that's 400 calories. Oh, well around 400 calories that I could eat in chicken or protein versus that I'm going to crash. And the bad thing about those, I remember I used to drink them here and there and the crash was so much worse Yeah, because you get, you know, in that 24 ounce one, I think it's like 260 milligrams of caffeine Mm -hmm. because it's almost, almost two of the 16 or 12 ounces. It is two of the 12 ounces one, but so you get your caffeine rush your sugar rush and when both of those wear off drop at the same time you get depressed oh gosh hitting a wall yeah another thing that i would like to talk on really quick is just talking about the importance of having creatine inside of your pre-workout so um two three days ago kumi a client of mine from williamsburg he had asked me to pick him up some pre-workout from nutri shop 
and he said that he needed pre-workout. He was running low on creatine, and he was running low on protein powder. Supplements get expensive, so trying to save him a little bit of cash, I ended up getting him a pre-workout that had the pro or had the creatine in it. However, as far as something that I would consider a necessity, the thing is five grams a day. It would be your, you know, that's your baseline for getting your creatine in every right. day. And on this, it was like a one scoop only had like 2.25 grams of creatine in it. So I was like, okay, it was a one scoop, two scoop. I said, you're going to go through this a little bit faster, but this way he's only spending $50 on, you know, pre-workout and creatine instead of going 50, 50. Right. So it was just trying to save him a little bit of money aside from being cost effective. There is no immediate benefit from having creatine in your pre-workout as far as your performance during, during that, that workout. specific workout. Right. It's a built up over time yeah. thing. Yeah. And I always recommend, I don't know, I know you have a lot of clients and I try to tell my people buy creatine in bulk. If you buy it in bulk, it is so much cheaper. Oh, absolutely. You may spend 30 or 40 bucks on a bag, but I've had the same bag of creatine for six months. I, I think it had, I don't remember if it was 175 or 250 servings and it, that is so much creatine and it was 30 bucks. So it's last me. I've been paying five bucks a month versus 25. The price of creatine went through the roof out of nowhere. There was like a shortage of it. And I think that it's like the last year or so I remember Shiloh yeah. at NutriShop was telling me they couldn't get their hands on it. He's got like a hundred serving tub now. Yep. That's like 45, 50 right. bucks or something like that. But I remember like, when we first started training, you go on like bodybuilding.com and they'd be like, yeah, 50 servings for like fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting deals for nine ninety nine for 50 servings. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I don't think that I understood the importance of creatine then. I didn't either. And my mom told me it was bad for my kidneys, which it's not really, but I mean, you can overdo, you can overdo anything though. So also quick little, like aside, I was at Nutri shop yesterday when I was picking that up for Kumi or whatever day it was. And there was a guy in there talking to Shiloh about, he got his blood work done and his creatinine was super high. And he said, man, I've not been on creatine in two, three weeks. He said, I don't know what's going on. It doesn't make any sense. And I thought about when I came out of the last two shows that I did and I was training every single day. Yep. You were training twice a day for a while. For a little bit. I was just having so much fun with it because I felt like, you know, I was, I was lean. I was, you know, food was back in. And I was like, hey, man, how much are you training right now? And I think he said that he did like CrossFit workouts and he was like doing some like weight training with it. So he was working out like eight, nine times a week. I said, had you taken any rest days before you went and got your blood work done? Nope. He said, man, I'm not taking a rest day in you know, right. weeks. I always recommend if you're going to get blood work to check your creatinine, if you are training very intense, take at least a full day off. If you can take two days off from training and just hit light cardio, make sure you're rehydrated and then see where you're at. It's going to be much improved. We had to do that with you. I know we rechecked it and it went up or your creatine of creatinine obviously came down a great deal. Sure but your estimated kidney filtration rate shot way back up. Yeah. And all it was, was dehydration and overtraining. Absolutely. Now, I remember it really freaked us out, but you know, that's another thing, you know, we'll talk about this. I feel like every couple episodes, it's just a good idea to remind people, get your blood work done. Yes. It's something that, um, get you your know, blood work done. I'm about to start this growth phase with Aaron. This was the first thing he said. I was like, you know, kind of what's the protocol? What we get, you know, what are we aiming for? What are some of our goals? This, that, and the other. He said, okay, well, first off, let's go get your blood work done. Go and then get we'll your discuss he goals. Said, he said, yeah, let's get your labs and then we'll talk about it. I was like, all right, yeah, boss. Not yeah. even talking about it to see your blood work. Yeah, nothing to talk about. I think like while we're on creatine, we'll go ahead and jump down to that and talk about it. So okay. we, we got a question sent in on our Instagram from Drew Bruce, who's a friend of ours from Williamsburg. 
question said, is creatine always necessary the further along you get? So I think a lot of guys, when you first start training, you hear, you know, your essential supplements, right? Okay. You go to the GNC, you go to your nutri shops, you go to Vita shop for the first time. These are the baselines you need to get. You need to get creatine, your protein pattern, you know, pre-workout BCAAs. Right. But after a while, I think that like what we was talking about earlier, I think for whatever reason, I think it's because creatine's not a sexy supplement. You're not feeling right. it, you know, it gets put on the back burner a little bit. So real quick, I mean, if you want to talk on the importance of staying on creatine long-term. So yeah, if you're going to use it, I recommend staying on it long-term, but I don't really think it's necessary for any, I don't think there's any supplement that's necessary. That couldn't be found in food. Couldn't yes. Be. Yeah. I, I mean, you got to think 60, 70 years ago when guys were just starting training and bodybuilding, they just ate, mm-hmm. they just ate, they trained, ate, you know, so I don't think there's any just liver and, you know, yeah, all the ancient yeah. tendencies, you know, I don't what I'm think there's any necessary supplement. I think it has its place and it is beneficial. I do think it's beneficial for sure, but no, I don't think it's necessary. Um, I think if you have hit a plateau and you are not using creatine, Good adding plateau that breaker. in would be a decent plateau breaker because it's going to not immediately, of course, but over a few weeks of taking it, getting to a good level, taking it every day, you're going to be able to tell you're going to have fuller muscle bellies. Um, you may see a weight increase of a few pounds. I know if I stop creatine for four or five days, my weight will drop like four pounds. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's all just from losing that intracellular water yeah. that it makes you hold. Creatine does not make you hold like subcutaneous water really. I know that's a big myth is like when people take creatine, they think they're bloated because of the creatine. It's like look it's, marshmallow. Right. Man. And, and that's not it at all. Um, if you're using it correctly, training correctly and your nutrition's correct, you're not going to get super watery under your skin. It's going to be more water pushed into the muscles, allowing more nutrients to be pushed into the muscles. So no, I don't think it's necessary. I think it's a great supplement. I do, but I, I don't think there's one single necessary supplement outside of nutrition, water. Do you agree with cycling off of it? No, I don't think there's a need to. No, I, I don't either. That was like a, Oh, you needed to, you know, you take your creatine for 12 weeks. You're going to come off for eight weeks. I right. was like, they were treating it like it was a steroid cycle. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good segue. And, you know, creatine is a steroid as we know. It's really? the only, really? No. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I've had several guys start with me. And when we talk about creatine, usually it's younger guys or guys right. that weren't like super experienced, but I even thought it was funny, you know, this is turned into the Kumi episode. The first time I started with Kumi, I was like, Hey man, you know, you've got a ton of muscle. He's like my age. I was like, no big deal. Before we start this prep, are you natural? He was like, Psh, man, I've taken creatine. I said, okay. Um, not, not what I'm asking, but yeah, <laughs> totally fine. But yeah, literally no, that's an answer you'll get a lot from young guys that are a little bit less experienced. And now there's more information. To not have, there, but- to not have the experience, he's going to be very good. Oh, he'll do great. He's going to be very, very good. Um, creatine, just get it in if you want to. If you don't, you don't have to. We're not going to force it on anyone, but I definitely recommend it for those that are getting into training, one to aid in recovery, mm-hmm. one to aid in just muscle fullness. Where do you think this whole, like, the well, we joke about it, but the creatine is a steroid. I think, so there is, especially for, like, younger novice lifters, like, putting on 
six, seven pounds of water in a couple of weeks and seeing drastic improvements in their weight training in terms of like endurance and this, that, and the other. Cause when you're first starting out, you know, those newbie gains, they come quick. And oh, if, awesome. you're, if you're really on your, you know, your discipline on your diet, you're getting your creatine in, you're doing all the right things. You're checking all the boxes. You can see drastic improvement once you start taking creatine compared to what you were before. So maybe that's it. You're like, Oh, well, I went from benching 115 to 165 in four weeks. You know, this is right. I'm juiced out of my mind right now. I yeah. can't. And I think that maybe how it got started is that's, that's a supplement that when everybody starts, that's what they hear about. So that's going to be the first supplement they're going to jump on. Uh-huh. And so like if I take creatine or say I don't take creatine for four to six weeks, and I start it back, I'm not going to see much of a change in my training. I might see a little bit better recovery, a little bit more fullness, but as far as my strength, I'm not going to jump 30 pounds on my bench press because I've been training for X amount of years. Whereas someone who has just started training, they introduce that on their first training day, they're benching 115 and six weeks later, just because of form newbie gains and just getting familiar with the gym, they're benching 165. Mm Mm-hmm they don't realize that the reason their weights are going up is because they've established a routine. They're eating healthy. They're like, this has to be due to creatine. Yeah, it has to be. It's always fun to me to think about how fitness myths got started. Mm -hmm. I was training a lady the other day and she said something about she's eating super late at night because of her work schedule. And she's like, and I know that's all turning straight to fat. I was like, well, no, that's right. That's not how that works. And I think just, me brainstorming where that may have came from is just i think you know people wake up with their morning skinny mm-hmm. and maybe like it was people that were eating super late at night and then waking up four hours later and they're like they don't have their morning skinny and they're like right. oh gosh that all turned to fat last night that or uh i always thought like you know sumo wrestlers oftentimes eat just one huge meal a day no kidding near the end of the day i don't know if they still do but i heard a myth myth or maybe it wasn't a myth maybe it was the truth that they would eat one humongous meal in the evening. And I always wondered, like, well, well, almost um, sumo, intermittent fasting for sumo wrestlers? Yeah, most sumo Some wrestlers sport. are huge. And then I was like, maybe that's how it got started. But maybe it's not. <laughs> Who I knows? Mean, it checks out. I mean, yeah, I don't so know. So they're eating, you know, 8,000 8, calories and going to bed and then Just sleeping on it. Then that's how the myth got started. And like, well, they eat at night. I don't need to eat at night. I mean, I think that, like, eating a huge meal and then going straight to bed. I mean, it's going to kind of, I mean, it's going to destroy your digestion. You're going to feel like crap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you're eating your prepped planned meal after your workout and going to bed, you should be fine. Gosh, I know during prep when, you know, you'd have me on like egg whites and whole eggs right before bed. I absolutely love that meal for whatever reason. That was your favorite meal. Oddly. It was 350 grams of egg whites and two large eggs. And I would do the, uh, the eggs over easy. And then I had the like egg whites, you know, I'd cook those, but then like bust the yolk over. It was fantastic. And it was my treat every day, but I would eat that and then try and go to bed like 10 minutes after that, because I knew that if I stayed up, I'd be starving again in 30 minutes. So yeah, but eating huge meals before bed, especially like as you, get older i get terrible reflux like if i go eat a thousand calories worth of hot wings and try to come lay down your boy is sick you're on the back side of life though you're on the back nine though. i know i'm probably halfway to my death if i had 29 yeah i'm kidding easy <laughs> i hope and pray i'm not <laughs> i tell everyone all the time like when they get older like anyone in my family they're like yeah you know my birthday was yesterday i was like just think you're probably like over halfway through your life already. How sad is that? <laughs> morbid. Yeah, that's, that's so I, morbid. I know. It's bad. 
All right, man. Let's go ahead and start talking about proteins a little bit. So obviously there's various different types of protein. We're going to talk really quick on some of our favorite ones, what some of the things that you should look for. Starting real quick first, we'll dive into the first type of protein, your most basic whey protein. And real quick breakdown, if you're looking for a whey protein, talk about what it is and maybe some of the things you're going to look for in it. So whey protein is an animal-based protein. I always look for isolates myself just because it's straight whey protein it's not a blend yeah. so in a lot of these proteins if it doesn't say isolate you're getting a blend of various types of mm-hmm. protein sources um, some of those don't digest as well as others some people don't respond as well to those just digestion wise absolutely so if i'm looking for a good whey protein i always kind of look for an isolate i try to put all my clients on an isolate something that's not going to have five or six grams of fat something that's going to have two grams of fat or less two, maybe three carbs, but I, I prefer one or two carbs or less. Mm-hmm. And then around 25 grams of protein per serving. So you're looking at 120 calories per scoop sure. max. I think I have one that I'll let people use. That's like 130 calories, Yeah, which isn't terrible. I mean, it's 10 calories, but what do you look for when you're looking for a protein, any specifics that you look for? So kind of like what we were just talking about having the like fat carb protein breakdown, I always like to roughly go, I want roughly 85% of those total calories coming from protein. Right. So like my favorite right now that I've been taking is the Hydro Pro that we've got over at NutriShop. It is 27 grams of protein for a scoop of like 32 grams. There's zero fats in it. And I think it's like one and a half carbs. So if you do the math on that, let me think you're 27 by four. Let's go doctor. What we got? That's like what? 114? No, 108. 108. 108. Quick math. Look at that big brain. Yep. But so you got 108 right there and then, you know, a gram and a half of carbohydrates. So that's another six calories right there. It's like 114. I think it says the scoop is like 110 calories per. So you know that like it's as almost as clean as you can get it. Yeah. Versus like you see something and it's got, okay, it's got 20 grams of protein in it, but it also has five grams of fat and it also has 10 carbs in it or something, you know, specifically those fat calories add up. So fat if, calories, the fat calories add up so quick. That's what I'm saying. So if I've got 20 grams of protein and I've got five grams of fat, I'm like, okay, well that's not bad, but it basically like you're already at 125 calories. Exactly. So, I mean, that's not including the carbs and there's 40 more, there's 165 calories and you're getting less than half of your calories mm-hmm. from your protein exactly i think that's when i see protein bars that have like 15 grams of protein and a ton of fat and a ton of sugar i'm like it's not a protein bar anymore this is a fat bar you know what i'm saying don't don't come for me you have you have more fat than you do protein that's what i'm get saying out of here. get out of here but that's definitely one of the things i like to look for and whenever i have a new client start with me they go get a protein usually i'll tell them Go to NutriShop, get this one because I've got the partnership with NutriShop. But I'm like, if you end up going to a GNC, these are some of the brands that I like to look for. Yeah. Some of my favorites and especially like as far as like bang for your buck and taste. I know the Axe and Sledge is a good, you yep. know, is a favorite of mine. They have the banana split one that's just yep. dynamite. Axe and Sledge, like I said, the Hydra Pro. Dynamatize ISO. Dynamatize. Is Optimum Nutrition still? I, I was looking earlier and I think Optimum Nutrition gold standard is still out there i don't think it's as popular as it used to be just because of all the new brands now there's so many different ones and and i don't know i think these other brands have just pushed themselves so hard well they got so many of the influencers you know like yes off nutrition they got like the few fitness you can still get a gnc okay nutrition gold standard 100 percent way yep gnc optimum nutrition you can order it 
online easily as well. So yeah, there's another good source too. Redcon one makes fairly good products, but it's always Mm -hmm. alarming how cheap they get. Yeah. So I'm like, spend 50 bucks, get a free bag, free t-shirt and a free product. That's what I'm saying. You spend a hundred dollars at Redcon. They'll give you like stock in the company. It's the craziest thing. I swear to God. And they will run sale and they chase you down with sales. Like if you subscribe to their emails, you get one a day. That's what I'm saying. Emails, texts. Yeah. They're like, just just shop here. I get a three AM text that says you up. I'm like, oh, it's just red. It's con. just red con. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it's red con. <laughs> hey, but you up. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Let's dive into casein protein. I used to take this religiously when I first started lifting because mm-hmm. someone told me you need to drink it before bed every night or you'll lose your muscle in your sleep. Which and I swear I believed it. I thought I was just going to wake up skinny because I didn't drink my casein. How much were you panicked as like a young lifter? Because I remember like we had anabolic window. You had to drink this right before bed. Everything was so timed out. You could lose every, like you could wake up 130 oh, you pounds. you one day. You've lost three months of progress. It's over. Yeah. You know, if you ever stop taking steroids, you will die immediately. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, if you ever miss a workout on steroids, Oh, that's you die. what it was. That's so what you had it was. that to worry about. That's what it was. You had, if you don't get your casein at night, like if I ran out, I would borrow some from a friend before <laughs> I would miss it. Oh, there just... It is a good protein source. So casein is a slower digesting protein source. So it, it's going to help you be a little more satiated. Sure. It's going to keep you fuller longer. So I know some coaches may recommend this in your last meal, mm-hmm. just so it processes a little slower while you're sleeping. Um, you're in that rest and digest state anyways. So, I mean, I personally don't recommend it for any of my clients, really. However, if it's something they want to look into, I'm like, sure, we can talk about it. Um, But I know I I used to use it religiously every night before bed because I was afraid not to. Yeah. I think the way I structure a lot of my plans, most of my clients don't have an issue with, like, their satiety. Right. Because we keep them so full with food. Exactly. I've always been of the belief that it's like, okay, let's increase cardio let's increase our steps let's do all these other things before we ever touch food that way you know you can keep that volume as high as possible so most of my guys and girls they don't have an issue with that but if it was something that they wanted to look into plus i think casein you know correct me if i'm wrong usually like well i'd say but good 20 percent more expensive than like your regular isolate or at least it's a little more expensive yeah i think you're going to get less bang for your buck using casein than just eating enough food and getting your protein in that way yeah i think it's not worth the money for me personally. I don't think so either. We mentioned before the show that neither of us had experienced a whole lot with vegan protein. I've got a few different clients that use it. Sherry from LMU over there, she's been on it for okay. Lord knows how long. And she really liked it just because she's lactose intolerant. So she, she had has to, to find, watch. Yeah, she had to watch a few different things. And a lot of them were messing with her gut health. So we ended up getting on the Blessed brand from over there at NutriShop. Yes. And definitely... I don't think the taste is very, you know, comparable. It was something like I tr- bought a tub once to just that way, you know, I could kind of have some, like kind of give my own personal right. take on so it. Right, so you were spoiled by all the good taste that's and proteins what I'm first. It just kind of tasted like, you ever tried anything that's sweetened with monk fruit? Yes. It's just like, I'm like, okay, there's some sweetness there. I see what you're going for. But there's bitterness for, as well. But there's some bitterness there. Yeah. So that's the one thing I would compare it to. And I'm not for sure. You might be able to touch on this more, like the kind of the bioavailability of vegan protein. Is it like the same as, is it still a complete protein in most cases? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know enough about vegan protein to dive into it that much. I know if you have issues that you're required to use it, 
I have put it on people's plans before mm-hmm. and it worked very well. I had yeah. a guy that was, um, he had a, a beef allergy. He was lactose intolerant. He developed that alpha gal syndrome from a tick bite. So we used a vegan protein and he done great with it. I'm not sure. I don't remember which one he used. It was one that he had been using for quite some time. So I just let him continue using that. Um, we had to increase the amount of it. For some reason, it only had 18 or I think it was 18 grams per scoop. I'm not sure of why. Um, yeah, we used that and it worked well. I, I just honestly don't know enough about vegan protein to speak on it. Right. And I think that's something maybe next time we're looking for bringing in another guest we can get somebody that's a little bit more versed in that field i think that that's the one thing as a coach or just as a person in general just like trying not to assume that you're the smartest person in the room i'm very transparent with a lot of my i'll get clients that'll message me sometimes a question about their blood work i'm like hey i know a guy i know a guy my coach is (laughs) he's a pa and that's something we've talked about with like the healthy obsession team i've got it kind of structured down to where a lot of what i like to focus on to the nutrition side Devin's got his degree in exercise science and coaching. You I go to with like questions about blood work, this, that, and the other. Tori's always a phone call away. If I have something really specific to the, you know, the female anatomy, the this, men- the mental health counseling. Yeah. yeah no she's kidding. got us all. Gosh, there. she's got us unlocked there. She has to. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got a question uh, from Kenzie. She is wanting to know the best tasting proteins for a picky eater, or I think she meant supplements in general, but I think she's more so, Talking proteins, just knowing Kenzie, I know she has trouble finding proteins that she enjoys. So what are some, if you were going strictly for taste, well, but we still need it to be effective. If you're going strictly for taste, what is one that you would be like, try this one real quick. And this is a kind of a shout out to like, there's a company called my protein, super cost effective. They do one pound bags of protein. And I'd never seen that before, but for somebody that gets super burnt out on flavors or likes to try a lot of them. Yes. Don't buy a five-pound tub. You're probably going to save money buying a five-pound tub, but also, are you going to stick with it if you buy a five-pound tub and you're burnt out on it? take a pound and a half of it, and it sits in your cabinet forever. Exactly. The first protein powder I ever got, I got a vanilla milkshake five-pound tub from GNC, and I think I spent like 75 bucks on it and got through the first like pound of it and just could not. You didn't like it. Couldn't stomach yeah. it. So I'd say go for a smaller like quantity or... A lot of times what I'll do with some buddies is like if they're doing like a buy one, get one free sale. I'm like, okay, like let's both buy one of these. We'll split the price and like you take, you know, half of the chocolate one. I'll take half the vanilla one. That way you can kind of like, you know, have a second flavor. But that was just the first thing I'll say. It's just like try not to just fully commit to. Right. Until you find one that you love. Exactly. And stick with it. Exactly. I would also say try and find something that's a little bit more neutral in taste, like a vanilla. The reason I always go vanilla is because a lot of times I'm adding this to oats or I'm adding this to a shake, and you can always add fruit to vanilla, and it's not going to drastically Right, you can always add. Exactly. So, like, I've seen dudes, you know, you get, like, one of these, like, a coffee-flavored one, and that's going to be, like, I don't know, to me, I've only tried it once or twice. I don't know how well me putting blueberries and strawberries inside of a coffee-flavored protein shake would taste, so I'm going to stay away from that right i know one that i've tried that i thought tasted great i'm not sure of the nutrition facts on it at all iso pure dutch chocolate sounds good it's expensive but it is amazing dutch chocolate my iso pure and i just know i've tried it so per serving which is one scoop it is 25 grams of protein 125 calories one and a half carbs, zero grams of fat. 
Yeah. I just remember that's one of the past that I really, really liked. I just won't allow myself to pay for it just because I'm stuck on Domitize, the five pound jugs, the cocoa pebbles by Domitize is also one that I highly recommend for taste. It is top notch. It's super good. I think a big part of any type of protein powder too, is finding one that's like, like well-grained, like yes. it's very small and it like mixes well. You're not clumpy. Gosh, I have gotten some protein powders. So it's like, you know, I'll be drinking a shake and you get like just a ball. It's like cookie dough. It's you have like to chew through powder. it and yeah. try to swallow it. Go straight. Oh, absolutely not. I'm sick instantly. Can't do it. But just looked up on the My Protein website. So you can get a, uh, they're always running some kind of sales right now. They've got the entire website like 50% off. So I think this would end up being like seven bucks instead but right for, now for a pound it's half a pound okay. it's so regular price it's 14.99 for a half pound and they've got uh like four different types of chocolate cinnamon cereal fruity cereal marshmallow cereal uh and they even have an unflavored one so then you could just like kind of start from scratch but like i said they're always running some kind of deals i think when i got it they were doing some kind of deal where it was like eight bucks for like a half pound and i got like five bags and they also come in bags which i thought was weird instead of like tubs but I guess that's yeah, why. Yeah, no sense in making a tub, though, for half a pound. Yeah. I think probably that's probably just cost. That's what I was thinking, too. Even their two-pound, I think, comes in a bag, too. Oh, really? Yeah, so I guess that's why they're able to get such good so, price points. another protein, taste-wise and nutrient-wise, that I like. Rule 1 has a protein. It's the lightly salted caramel flavor. Ooh. It is very, very good. It's awesome. I used to drink that regularly. I know back when Josh had Pro Nutrition and Corbin, um, he kept that one there and I, that was my, that was my go-to there. We've talked a little bit earlier about Jack factory and some of the supplements yes. that we liked. I always really loved Jack factory when I discovered him. Cause you know, that's when Seabum first came on and he was working with them and he's no longer with them. But I remember they first came out with their protein powder. They have an ISO and let me see if I can find the, I remember the taste was great. They have a chocolate peanut butter and a vanilla oatmeal cookie. That is just absolutely fantastic. Vanilla oatmeal cookie. Yes. That one for you me is it? awesome. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Let me see. If yeah, I'm go. chiming in just for a second. That's my current protein. Is it? And it's really good. See, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. That sounds killer. What's your favorite pre-workout, Derek? If you had to pick one. So Ghost has a team in tea. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, like it's a special collaboration they've done mm -hmm. and it's called Ooze and it's like this orange flavor and it's, it's my favorite. Like taste wise and i wish that they offered it in like one of their hydration things because yeah. i could just taste drink it as like a drink yeah. okay yeah. so as far as effectiveness wise it works well for uh, you too. yeah Pump. it works perfect okay i'm gonna have to try that i'll have to try i'll that. actually bring some over okay too, easy, try. too yeah. easy i think a lot of this like with any supplement trial and error you know, you're going to find something that just you're not going to like yeah. something. You're, you know, all of your friends and all the influencers you follow are going to swear by it and you're going to try and you're going to gag on it. Like yeah. that's you're going to find some stuff you don't like. You're going to find some stuff you like that others don't like. Yeah. I know the Hydro Pro yeah. that you take. I like most of them, but I tried a flavor once. It was uh was it the fruity cereal? No, no, it was a birthday one. It was like a special birthday oh. one and I just didn't like it. Yeah. So I, I got a five pound jug and I just hated it. Just let it sit. But, yeah. That's nothing against Hydro Pro Protein at all. Yeah. I'm just giving examples of stuff I don't like. Dude, Clayton from back home, I'd went to visit him one day and he said, Hey man, you got that deal with NutriShop still? I said, yeah, man. He said, give me some protein powder. What y'all got out there? I said, dude, I've been taking this Axe and Sledge banana splits. My favorite thing. I love banana. So I was like, dude, you'll love this. He said, all right, bet. I bring it down there to him. 
He texts me the next day, pissed. He said, this is disgusting. That. He says, this is the worst thing yeah, I've ever so tasted. I'm weird about banana. I like like natural banana flavors, yeah. like if I eat a banana, but I do not like artificial banana See, flavor. I'm the same way with strawberry. Okay, so yeah, me too. I don't like artificial strawberry. But you know like the uh, gobstopper banana? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? The yeah, go- yeah, Not gobstoppers, runts. Is it runts or nerds? The ones that has like the little uh, different shaped fruits and it has a banana in it. I know what you're talking about. I don't know what kind of candy it is. I think that's runts. Runts, okay. Yeah. So runts. The banana runt, if it anything resembles that artificial banana of that runt, I cannot do it. I don't know why. <laughs> I know exactly what you're yeah, talking it's about. Just not, I just don't enjoy a artificial banana. But like a real banana split with a banana cut up, perfect. Right, yeah. So I don't know. Everyone has their, their weird little things that they like or don't like. And that's something you learn as you go. Like I know so many people hate chocolate flavored protein and love vanilla. Yeah. And then there's some people that are like vanilla is horrible. All I can do is chocolate. You'll find what you like. Gosh, I remember Cameron in his last prep, he went to the beach like two, three weeks into prep and he sent me a video of him eating his oatmeal, like his regular breakfast oatmeal on the beach and he had like chocolate protein powder in it and he put so much water in there because I think he thought it was going to dry up and looking at that chocolate soup on the beach just made me sick Ugh. as a dog. I was like, oh, you know, it's a hundred degrees. I know. And he got it down though. I was like, man, psh, respect. <laughs> that reminds me. So uh, when I was younger, you know, those milk commercials that were on TV, yeah. Tracy McGrady was like on a poster in my elementary school milk. with a milk mustache <laughs> and he was holding a basketball on his side. So think i was probably third or fourth grade it was middle of summer like it was hot i mean it was probably 100 degrees outside and i'd made the basketball team so i tell my mom i'm like i'm gonna go outside and shoot ball she's like okay you know you need some water or something so i chugged a huge cup of milk before i went outside to play basketball because tracy mcgrady was in my school with the milk mustache and a ball on his side i threw my guts up and my mother (laughs) laughed at me she was like, yeah, I meant like water. Real quick, very morbid story. When I was like five, six years old, I got a goldfish from a fair and took it home. And I, I've always been a milk drinker, man. And I remember I was sitting in there. I never had a pet before. I'm sitting there talking to my little goldfish before I went to bed. And I was sitting there drinking my milk. And for whatever reason, there was like two drops left in my milk. And I was like, well, give homie a little, <laughs> give a little taste. So I dropped my couple of drops, <laughs> drops of milk in there, went to bed. Woke up the next morning, he belly up. <laughs> it broke my heart, man. I didn't understand. Oh, my grandma man. came in there. She's like, well, I don't know what happened to it. And water all milky. And I was like, I do. I don't know either. That's crazy. He had a milk allergy. He did. He's lactose, actually. Yeah. Who knew? Jeez. Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was just his time. That's what I'm saying. God's plan. Yeah. But probably. Probably the milk. It's probably that Mayfield like, to fish, the dome. Yeah. Can fish have milk? I'd say not. All right, Aaron. If you could have any flavor of protein, what would you use? Is this now, Derek? You presented this question. Is this a like for the rest of our days? You have to stick with one. No, if you could oh, come up with come any up flavor, with any yeah, just any. No, I like this yeah. idea. Okay. Oh man. So this is going to sound crazy. He said UFO roll. Yeah. From Masa. <laughs> if you could give me a cowboy roll in a protein shake. No, I'm just kidding. Ugh. But I think a cool flavor. So I really, really like um, the green apple ghost energies. If you could get me a protein green apple ghost energy exactly like that and nail it and make it 
not very, very thick. I know it obviously have to be a little thicker. Right. If you can yeah. nail that without the taste of like that bitter aftertaste, I would enjoy that. Dude, you're sick. Why would you want anything <laughs> fruity for your protein powder? Why would you not? No, no. That's like I told you earlier. I saw that, uh, f- not Formula One. I almost did it again. <laughs> First form. First form has a watermelon protein, which well, I, th- I guess it's just because I've always put mine with like fruit and like oatmeal right you know what i'm saying i've always thought of this is pouring your watermelon over your oatmeal yeah that's what oh. i'm saying i'm like you kidding me that's disgusting but all right I so can. what about this an orange cream protein how does that sound <laughs> man i'm hitting i've had a dreamsicle protein okay before. that sounds good see yeah. that i could probably vibe with because yeah. it's a little bit sweeter that's i want something like a sour green apple protein you want sour protein dude that's just wild to me you're <laughs> you're unkept that's i mean disgusting. i've tried everything else i feel like man let me think here I bet you, like, I think if you go for any dessert, they've probably got one on there. Like, if you did, like, a donut or a cookie or something like that, they've got one of those. Cheesecake, yeah, yeah cheese. everything. I'm sure one of those are out there with something, like, off the wall. Like, I feel like that's how most companies get people in the door, is they present the protein as, like, a dessert. Yeah. Yeah. Like, have this after your workout. Yeah. It's a treat. I wonder if Cookie Crisp makes a protein powder yet. You remember the Cookie Crisp cereal? Yeah. Yeah. There is Chips Ahoy by Ghost. There's there Chips, is Ahoy. Chips Ahoy. But it's basically vanilla with chocolate chips. Yeah. There's all kinds of cookies and cream. Yeah. I'm saying green apples for me. No. I, I think if I had maybe like Cocoa Puffs or something like that. I, I'm just, a, I'm a, I'd get burned like That's already out there. Yeah. I don't know. I, the first thing that popped in my head, swear to God, I think it's just because we talked about it on here before. I was like, biscuits and gravy? Question oh, mark. Biscuits and gravy? Because you can make that like savory that's what i'm saying you can make that work would you drink it warm <laughs> Ooh. i don't know every every time i think about protein powder i'm just thinking putting it over oats i don't do shakes if you have biscuits and gravy protein and you, you know you shook it up you were ready you had your, your salt your pepper in there because it's biscuits and gravy you got to have a little pepper on of it of course you know what i'm saying now would, your side of egg whites isn't nearly as i was bad. about to say would you Mix it with your egg whites and make it like eggs, biscuit, gravy, and crack a raw egg in it. Or are you gonna just that sounds have that way on the better? Side? This yeah. sounds killer, actually. Boys, we might be on to something. Yeah, we're making someone gag out yeah, there. Yeah, someone's oh, sick as a dog driving down the road right now. <laughs> Rule one: Get a hold of us. We have some ideas for proteins. We've been brainstorming. We're, we've been in the lab. We've been cooking. Yeah, biscuit and gravy protein. I'd say there's a French toast and a pancake one already I'm sure. out there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, biscuits and gravy from where? Sausage biscuit and gravy. Would it? Would you? You want a little bit of a sausage? I definitely taste want a too. little bit of sausage in there, man. I could, I could go through every biscuit and gravy from like fast food places because, like, okay, I worked at the Cracker Barrel for forever, and when that gravy was hitting and those biscuits were hitting, it's fine. But sometimes you'd be getting those day old biscuits. You get those Stale things. Biscuits. You could skip them across the pond. You know what I'm saying? That's absolutely not. I want nothing to do with that. I like McDonald's when they had the all day breakfast. I was smashing biscuits and gravy at 4 p.m. right before I go hit a workout. I was a menace. I didn't care, but. Bojangles, really like Hardee's. If it was Hardee's, Hardee's has like a thirty-minute wait every time you go yep. there for breakfast. The one in Harry's. Please pull up. <laughs> we'll bring it out. Pull up to Zone One. We'll bring it out. I'm like, ma'am, it's two biscuits and a cup of gravy. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that really pisses me off when you go somewhere and they don't like crumble the biscuit up and put the gravy on. I don't want biscuit and like cup of gravy in the tray. I'm like, do it for me. Yeah, if it's taking, if I'm having to pull up, I just waited twenty-five minutes. That's what I'm platter. saying. I want that thing soaked. Yeah, gravy and biscuit protein. I'm down. I'll try yours if you try my green apple. Oh, God. 
every time Aaron's ever had me try something, aside from the uh, peanut butter and Oreos, which I will probably be trying tomorrow for my birthday. Um, oh, yeah. You've not tried that yet. Yeah. That might be a little celebration action. Flashback to episode one, by the way. Flashback. Yeah. A little throwback. Time out. Oatmeal cream pie. If you could, if there was an oatmeal cream pie protein, take my money. I bet you there's something like that out there, but I'm talking, I want it authentic. I want it straight from little Deborah. I want that. I'm yeah. talking, I want it. Okay. Cosmic brownie. Ooh, see, that'd be tough. That'd be tough. You would have to, it would have to be made by little Debbie though, if they're branding it with That's that. That's what I'm saying. I, I See, I wouldn't want some like off the street, like. Yeah. Little Debbie, get a hold of us. Talk we to will us. sell your protein. We'll make it work, man. I know they have the little Debbie, like they make cereal now and they yes. did like the ice cream. So they're branching out, man. They're, you know, they're going worldwide. They just not tapped into the fitness game. Why not let us help them? That's why I'm here, baby. Healthy obsession. Let's talk. Oatmeal cream pie protein would be awesome. Take my money. I might get some vanilla protein and just start blending up cream pies in it. Too easy. It's a growth phase. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is. We out here. <laughs> Last thing. So kind of just broad brushing this entire episode. When... We'll just talk, you know, workout wise. Do you think that you could be taking too many supplements and sure. it be detrimental to your workouts? I think we've kind of. I think you can take way too much caffeine and that's going to be detrimental. But I think if you have trouble remembering what supplements you are supposed to take, you're probably taking too many. Absolutely. If you're taking a pre-workout, a pump, you got to get your creatine in before then, and you got BCAAs and you, and there's nothing wrong with all of these. I'm not saying that you can't take all these at the same time. That's fine. But I'm saying if you are taking so many supplements that you have trouble remembering what you're taking and when and why and what it's for, that's way too much. Absolutely. I heard saying, yeah, referencing back to mind pump. I remember hearing one of the guys mentioned on there that the reason he likes to stay away from pre-workout. And I thought it was an amazing point. We're really big on listening to your body a lot. Right. If you're taking, you know, this like grocery list of supplements, you're taking a pre-workout just to make yourself have the energy to get through the day. If you are not recovering and your body's physically like everything it's saying is like, hey, I need to take a rest today. Right. But you're just like, all right, let me double up on caffeine. Let me double up on pre. We got to push through. Yeah. Find why you're tired. So yeah. I enjoy a half a scoop of pre-workout. I don't have to have it. Yeah. Like the other day I came out here. And I drank, I think I took two sips out of a cup of coffee and took my pump product. So I basically had no caffeine and a pump product. And I had a great workout because I had fueled my body. But if you are requiring, like if your body requires pre-workout to work out, address some other problems first. There's probably something underlying. You're not sleeping well. Your nutrition's off. You're not well hydrated. You may have something going on with your blood work. You may have a thyroid issue you may who knows so many things and if you're a female you may be anemic from Mm -hmm. your menstrual cycle there's so many things that can cause this if you're requiring pre-workout to motivate you to get in the gym there's there's something going on i think it's a great point i think it's a great point guys that's gonna wrap us up for today before we go we want to remind you all that you can follow us on instagram at muscles medicine podcast if you found this episode helpful consider sharing it with your friends and family the feedback we've gotten, we've talked about this every week. It's just continued to improve. Yes. It's just been really like, it's been cool to see. We're looking at probably within the next week or two, looking to get some shirts ordered yeah. for the Muscles Medicine podcast. We do have the Healthy Obsession shirts available. You can DM me or Aaron on Instagram. That's, and we'll get you those shirts. Um, yeah, we have the Oversized Fit, which is awesome. It's the really thick, heavy material. They're super comfortable. We have the Regular Fit t-shirts for sale. We'll be getting some podcast shirts here soon. Um, 
in the next week or so, be paying attention to the Instagram or Facebook. We're going to do a giveaway. So once we hit 100 Spotify followers, that's not including Apple because the Apple use for some reason, we can't see exactly how many followers we have on Apple. But once we get to 100 Spotify followers, we're going to do a giveaway. Want to throw out there? Derek presented the point. What did you say? We have 500 unique listeners or something like that? It was 550 the last time I checked. And we have like 84 followers. So all y'all are ghost listeners, and I don't appreciate that. Yeah. Run up the numbers. Give us a follow. Um, Helps helps us grow. Really pushes our information to you guys. Um, And like I said, we're not doing this for the money. We've made $5, and we've spent way, way, way more than $5. The headphone jack that we bought is more than five dollars so yeah but like i said give us a follow if you liked it share it with those who might like it as well be paying attention to the social medias we'll be on there doing a giveaway and probably getting some shirts here in the next few weeks guys i think that's got us until next week appreciate it